Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, everybody. Oh, I am so happy to be with you once again. I love our time together. I feel you really deeply. <laughs> I'm a very sensitive person, and so whenever I can feel the connection, and it's so interesting because in this 3D experience that we have of life on Earth, The truth, as many of us spiritual seekers know, at least on an intellectual level, we know that there is no time and space. They are an illusion. That is one of the primary foundational teachings of A Course in Miracles. And as I come to fully understand and realize that, what I notice is that the listening of the people who will listen is present in the moment that I am speaking. So I feel that. And what I say very often when I'm sharing in a class, teaching a class, speaking live in front of people, on the phone, all the myriad ways in which I share my spiritual understanding and my experiences, I speak into the listening of those who will be listening at any point in time. And the depth of your listening it was is what pulls from me or through me the teaching. And so I appreciate your deep listening. That's one of the things I love about the New Thought, Unity, Science of Mind, A Course in Miracles audience is we, we have this deep desire to know our divinity. And when we come together, there is such a purity, there is such a powerful energy. So let's, let's ride that wave of energy right now. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and to take a deep breath with me. And we're taking a breath of gratitude. We're grateful for our very breath. We're grateful for our life and the opportunity that we have to express our divinity in this human experience. So we're giving thanks for that. Sometimes it feels like a burden, but right now we're giving thanks for the opportunity that we have to be the two or more who are gathered and to literally transcend time and space using technology. So we're giving thanks for this wonderful opportunity that we've called forth and we're opening our hearts and minds to make the most of it. I invoke an awareness of the higher Holy Spirit self, the Holy Spirit, invoking divine grace, divine faith, divine wisdom and clarity, the purity of love into our hearts and minds, into our awareness. And if there's any sense of burden, any sense of blame or shame, regret or resentment, hurt, disappointment, doubt, fear or worry, we consciously right now give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. We don't have to figure out how to have a healing. We don't have to figure out how to walk the talk of love. We are cultivating our willingness right now. We are willing to be led. We are willing to be guided. We are willing to be inspired. As we consciously connect with the divine right now, it's happening now. Healing is now. We're not waiting for our healing. It's happening now. We're willing for it. And therefore, it is happening now. We're saying yes with a whole heart and an open mind. What I know for myself, for our guest today, Reverend Karen Russo, is that we are open and willing and available for the highest truth to reveal itself as our speaking, as the listening. In gratitude, we let it be. We rejoice to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone. So we know that it's done. 
And so it is. Amen. 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 Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so just you can hear Karen Russo laughing there. And just before um, uh, I let it rip with my dear friend, Reverend Karen Russo, author of The Money Keys. She's our spiritual guide to wealth creation and to understanding God's good in our finances. Uh, just before I, I, I start asking her questions and, and getting her deep well, uh, well of knowledge pouring forth here, I wanted to, uh, I got inspired. I always uh, turn to the higher voice, the Holy Spirit, and ask for inspiration. And what I got was to turn to the teacher's manual. And chapter 13, which is in my teacher's manual, it's page 33. Uh, What is the real meaning of sacrifice? What is the real meaning of sacrifice? And... It says there in chapter, uh, rather paragraph two, it takes great learning both to realize and to accept the fact that the world has nothing to give. What can the sacrifice of nothing mean? It cannot mean that you have less because of it. There is no sacrifice in the world's terms that does not involve the body. And then towards the end of that paragraph too, it says, by seeking after such things, things that mean something to the body, by seeking after such things, the mind associates itself with the body, obscuring its identity and losing sight of what it really is. Now, I want to go back to the middle of the paragraph here. It says, there is no sacrifice in the world's terms that does not involve the body. Think a while about what the world calls sacrifice. Power, fame, money, physical pleasure. Who is the hero to whom all these things belong? Could they mean anything except to a body? Yet a body cannot evaluate. By seeking after such things, the mind associates itself with the body. So this is why the main message that I feel inspired to communicate and share and that's really what the body is for that's what of course miracles teaches us a body is for it's for communicating our true identity it's for communicating the full realization of our divinity that's what it's for it's for communicating love and not necessarily in a sexual or essential way although we can definitely do that and that can totally be extremely inspiring and motivating and healing and nourishing the communication of love does not require the body as we know and so what we're doing and it is not easy to do we are disidentifying with the body and we are re-identifying with the spirit, with the higher self, with the holy self, with the Holy Spirit. And so the teaching is that we seek the kingdom which is within. We seek that first above all things, and then everything else is added unto us. And therefore, there is no sacrifice. Instead, paradoxically, instead, there is this incredible flow of abundance. I think of it as a Niagara Falls of abundance and prosperity that is added unto us when we are fully willing to seek the kingdom first. Now, that doesn't mean that we do an excellent job of it moment by moment. What it means is we're willing. We're cultivating that willing to, willingness to seek the kingdom first, and then all else will be added unto us and not before. Now, I, I was having this conversation over the weekend because in my, my spiritual community where I am the co-leader, it's called Project Service LA, and you can read about it on my events page at jenniferhadley.com and get the links to all the Project Service LA information, and you can even watch the live stream on Sundays and recordings of the live stream if you're interested, and again, you can find that out at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. Of course, that live stream and all of that is free for you. If you'd like more free support, it's a good place to get it. There's a lot of free stuff at jenniferhadley.com. And why there's a lot of free stuff is because 
I feel so abundant and prosperous. So much comes to me. The wisdom, the insight, the clarity, the harmony, the joy, all of that is pouring in my life all the time. I have to give it away in order to experience it fully. So I love to share. And what I was sharing this weekend, we were talking about prosperity. That's the theme of the month and at Project Service LA. There's this strong idea that happiness is always related to the body. And the body needs a lot of stuff in order to feel happy. And this is one of the things that I, I, I want to share and speak about with Karen Russo this morning. As I looked around the room, I said, which one of us seriously would choose to live in a castle of gold with everything we could ever want, everything, every material thing, everything that seems to satisfy and pleasure and placate the body at our total disposal 24-7, every single thing of this world that we could possibly think that we want, which one of us would rather have that than to live in a simple village with just the basics but love and connection and community to feel like we are understood by our neighbors and that there is a free flow of sharing in our neighborhood and that we love and appreciate each other and all the children feel safe to explore and be themselves. And every single person in that village has the, the connection, the human spiritual connection in their day-to-day life, we love and appreciate each other's gifts and talents. We enjoy them. We break bread together. We have family together. Everyone is appreciated just as they are. They're embraced. Who among us would choose to live alone in a castle with everything that we think we want when we could live in that simple village with our basic needs met and all of that love. And I looked around the room and everybody was, nobody wanted to live in that castle of gold. And yet the thought is so strong in our mind that it is the stuff that will make us happy. And I am here to say we have to be willing to actively address that thought every day and turn it over to the Holy Spirit in order to feel the freedom that is ours truly. And and Karen Russo, Reverend Karen Russo, she understands that. And that is what the money keys is about in part, is understanding that and living from the overflow. So welcome, Karen. Uh, Reverend Jennifer, I'm so honored to be here. And what a, what a juicy energy you've stirred up already. It's great. <laughs> Well, and so let us let us decide. Let us share with the folks what they can get from the radio show today. So, what is the motivation for their listening to the entire show, and maybe even going to the podcast, and downloading it if they're listening live? And uh, what, what what is it we're going to share with them yeah. today? So, I I know that for many of us the obstruction to our experience of the fullness of abundance and prosperity is that our mind is consistently focused on lack. Mm. So so there's this teaching of the secret that we're still living in the the wake of, if you will, in the the, uh, aftermath of where there was a lot of confusion uh, generated and a lot of inspiration too and so I'm totally not knocking the secret but the the key message to me in the secret was what it says in A Course in Miracles which all thoughts produce form at some level and we have to pay attention to that so I know one of the things you help us do is identify where it is we're focused on lack and how to transmute that transcend that and transform that yeah Today, I, you know, I know we'll go to break pretty soon. I think the things that I would encourage people to really listen for is we're going to talk about ways of thinking about money. Like, what is it? 
And, and I will tell you, just shifting our perception of what money really is can provide a level of insight and freedom immediately. And this is a pure course teaching, right? When right. we change our mind, many things are possible. So we'll work with what is money. And then also, I have a gem for folks around how you can shift, appreciate, and value yourself as your greatest teacher in terms of having a masterful relationship with money that is in alignment with who you really are spiritually. And then, Jennifer, people always value hearing about what I call the three money traps because sometimes money issues seem to be a vague blob of problems that erroneously we think can be solved by the gold castle of the future. Right. (laughs) And what I've discovered is really a technology for people understanding exactly where am I challenged in my experience of money, you know, where is the lack showing up, how is it being revealed, and when we're able to identify, it's just a, you know, sometimes it's like when you can break a blob of a challenge down into something specific, that can be very freeing. So we've got three traps, three spiritual principles that are the keys to escape, and then some practical tips in each area. Well, I this is great because we're coming to we're in the month of Thanksgiving. So this is the month of harvesting. And so many people just energetically because of, you know, our ancestry where we come from a, a time where people were literally harvesting and people of course are harvesting here in uh North America. They're harvesting the crops, they're harvesting, they're looking at the end of the year is, is almost upon us. We've got literally like 45 days to the end of the year so we're harvesting the learning we're harvesting the insights we're harvesting the the crops and it's a natural time to go inward it's the darker time so we're going inward we're preparing to be with the family all of these things are pointing us to all right it's time for us to take stock what have we learned and what have we learned that doesn't serve us anymore what what can we discard what can we treasure and so that valuing the clear understanding this is this is this is perfect timing for you to help us with this so we're we're going to go to break in just uh, a little bit, but before we go, looking at the greatest value we have is our connection with God. What, what can you share with us before we go into the break? Well, our connection with God is really the the source of all the things we truly desire. So I'm definitely one to never make the desires of the body wrong or bad because always they represent a desire of the soul. You know, so there's always behind every visible manifestation that keeps the body comfortable, there's a spiritual idea or longing that we're, we're desiring. And so whether it is people will say, I want freedom, so I want to have a lot of money so I'll have freedom. But I will tell you, when you tap into the reality that your relationship with God is the purest form of freedom, freedom from the bondage of the past through forgiveness and release of judgment, freedom to create from the infinite presence that you are, when you start to cultivate the relationship with the qualities of the divine already within you, what you start to live from is a havingness that relaxes the lack. My shoulders are actually going down. And then it sets us up to make like inspired choices in the present moment. So I sometimes think about like rather than sacrifices, how do we make the things of the body, the expressions that you talked about, we make them sacred. And so it Beautiful. always begins, you know, it always begins with a relationship with the divine. All right. Well, we are off to a great start. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living a Course of Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio with our guest, Reverend Karen Russo, author of The Money Keys. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. And today I'm with Reverend Karen Russo, author of The Money Keys. And 
just before we get back into the discussion, I know you've got a bunch of free stuff. We talked about free stuff at the beginning of the show, Karen. Uh, and by the way, Karen is one of my best friends. We, we were in practitioner training together at Agape and pre-practitioner training and uh, ministerial school together at the Holmes Institute. And Karen has been a prayer partner of mine for I don't know, 14 years, something like that. So we have a long-time prayerful relationship. And um, you offer a lot of wonderful free stuff, and I know people really appreciate it. So I just want to make sure we give that to people now. We can also give it to people at the end of the show so they can get a pen. Themoneykeys.com, right? Yes, that's the best place to go to get to get a wonderful starter kit, which is a book chapter and an audio guide. And that audio guide is Escaping the Money Traps of Scarcity, Superstition, and Survival Mode. And it's a great place to start. So that that's a wonderful place to start. So you can go and give her your email and she'll email you that stuff. And uh, it's really worth it because uh, I, I recommend Karen's book and her materials all the time. And... Uh, the people in my life always say, hey, that was a great recommendation. It really helped me. So we don't have to struggle in vain. We don't have to suffer in vain. Now, Karen was saying about how the impulses of the body can actually help us connect to the spirit. And uh, I want to refer to Course in Miracles tells us that the body is a learning device. Course in Miracles mm. also tells us that we're actually unlearning. So the, the body will actually help us to unlearn the ways of the world by letting us know where we are living in our mind. So what I, what I teach is the body is like a divine alarm clock. And when we are doing well, it's letting us know we're right on time. We're totally attuned with the spirit when we feel healthy and harmonious and happy. And when we feel distressed and anxious and afraid, it means we're thinking things that are not true. It's time for us to partner up and connect with the higher Holy Spirit self. So, and Jennifer, I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll just jump build on that. on that with, yeah, with this, this idea. We'll start with this, like, what is money? idea, and it's really useful to call it an idea, because my suggestion to people is that you try this on, which is, what if money was not a thing outside of you that had power, that corrupted some and made others happy and was distant from you and caused problems? What if money was just a tool, a learning device, a a thing, a neutral thing? And that's really what I, as I, you know, I built the Money Keys ministry around the idea that it is possible to have deep spiritual connection and to be masterful in the world with money. And that could look like Gold House on the Hill where there's lots of love being shared, or it could look like a tremendously simple life with um, very simple cash flows and another, like, like the form isn't so important as it is the sense of mastery. And the big idea underneath that is money is a neutral symbol of communication, supply, and transaction. Money is just a vehicle for communicating information. The meaning we make about money is what has power, and we are the meaning makers. Yes. Yeah. Money neutral, meaning has power. We are the meaning makers. And, and that's, that's where we have to recognize as spiritual beings, as spiritual seekers, as spiritual students, we are the ones who decide what is the meaning of everything. That's, that's baseline Course in Miracles. I have given everything I see and experience and notice with the body the meaning that it has for me. I am the meaning maker, and it is time for me to look at, does this still serve me, this meaning that I've made? So looking at money that way. Well, and think about it. I mean, this is an exercise that we do in a lot of sessions, which is just think about your current financial circumstances. So it could Mm -hmm. be if you're a person who's employed, it could be the 
the flows from your job or your employment or your profession. If you're managing a family income, it could be what comes into the family. If you're a person who's in recreation and you've just had a bankruptcy, a divorce, a short sale, or whatever, it could be that fact. But if you look at your financial circumstances, you could take your circumstances and if you compare your circumstances to someone or something you think is better, some you know, the person, the realtor who's got more listings or the people who are sending their kids to a better Montessori or whatever you think is better, you might have one set of feelings and emotions and then you take your same circumstances and compare it to the billion people who are going to work on their big issue tonight is not um, how to more vibrantly live the Course in Miracles. It's like (laughs) clean water and a safe place to sleep. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if you compare to those, you'll have a different set of feelings and thoughts about your own circumstances. And I don't mean to be harsh, Jennifer, but think about it. Like, look how powerful our meaning is. We could either be a little frustrated that our business hasn't taken off, or we can be, like, deeply grateful and feeling really called to make a positive difference in the world. Yes. Just by how we think. Yes, and the whole energy flows where attention goes. So we are, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, all thoughts produce form at some level. So if we're focused on lack we're going to experience more lack. I mean, it's it's New Thought 101, and yet there's hardly a spiritual seeker I meet that doesn't forget it a few times a day, at least. Well, and, you know, and I think that really is what spiritual practice is. I, I work with a lot of people. You know, you're, you're blessed to really work with the advanced spiritual seeker who's looking to walk their talk in every moment. And I'm sometimes bringing a spiritual message to the real estate clubs and the wealth-building conferences and people will say things to me like, well, meditation's really hard for me. When I sit down, my mind is filled with chatter. And it's kind of like, of course, when you sit down, your mind is filled with chatter. That's why we meditate. You know, it's like, and so you're not <laughs> bad if when you meditate, your mind gets filled with chatter and you return to your mantra. That's what it's for. And really, I think like our whole lives are just some version of like, oh, I forget and I remember. I forget and I remember. That's what we're always practicing. And money gives us another place for that deep practice. It sure does. It sure, sure does. So if when we're feeling distress about our finances, we don't recognize it as an opportunity to do spiritual healing, then we're just going to create more opportunity to do spiritual healing. If we don't take advantage of the opportunities that we have created, We'll just create more of them. So when we feel distressed about our money, that is the ideal time to stop managing, coping, as you say, going into survival mode and to, t- to tune within, to partner up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll, I'll add this thing about your relationship with yourself, this idea of benchmarking yourself, because I think this is, you know, especially for... Course in Miracles students, the folks who are really connected to the unity message, the people who are, who are really looking to be masterful, I'm guessing that every single person who listens to this conversation already has an area of your life where your holy relationship with the truth of your eternal divinity and how you express it in the world of form is really high vibration very spiritually attuned, really conscious. So, for example, some people love and understand and maybe create artistry. And even though the art is paint on a canvas, which technically, right, it's a material thing. It has a beginning, middle, and an end. You feel God in this. Or you Mm -hmm. look at your food and you can just absolutely feel that this is a spiritual practice. Or I do my physical yoga asanas. Or I look into the eyes of a child or the animal kingdom. And, you know, you can really feel... God is here. If you can do it anywhere in your life, I encourage you to realize, oh, I must have the capacity for spiritual expression in the material world, and therefore, I can learn from myself and do it with my money. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, because people tend to, you know, it's uh, Gary Renard brought something to light that I think is so valuable. He said, we live in a time right now in this moment where in spiritual circles, not religious circles, but spiritual circles, as an aftermath of the secret, there is this idea that 
to be really financially successful is to be really spiritually successful. He said, now you go back a couple hundred years ago, it was the opposite. To renounce, renounce the, the world and to have no possession, possessions, to be an ascetic, and of course this mentality still exists in, in humanity as well. To renounce all of that is to be truly spiritually successful. And the, neither is true. Hmm. Well, and neither is, and think about it, both are just sort of, excuse me, versions of this idea that if we fix the form, we must be spiritual. Exactly. And so uh, we are, uh, if we agree to that, then we're agreeing to the things of this world are the, the, the thing by which we measure our spiritual success. And so the opportunity for us is to recognize, to tune in and tap into our divinity first and foremost. So seeking the kingdom first, all else will be added unto us. And then we see all the time that there are beautiful spiritual teachers and seekers who are bringing forth pure messages of love and connection and insight and wisdom. And they're very, very prosperous. And and, but they are, you can also feel in their energy that they are not doing it for the money. So, for instance, like Mother Teresa was a, a fantastic fundraiser. She was amazing. She could walk into a room and, man, the abundance would flow. She was yeah. in the flow of giving and receiving. And you know that her needs were met and that, you know, she, she wasn't wearing probably holy underwear and socks, meaning, you know, with holes in it. <laughs> I'm sure it was very holy, though. <laughs> very spiritual. Well, yes, yes. You know, that's like, and this is one of the one of the ways to practice that. If people want something really practical, Please. is I I call it a, the um, the rich and poor field trip. So my encouragement to you is, and everybody can do this very safely and easily in whatever town or city, or you could even do this on the internet. Is I encourage people to practice going to two different places, one place that you would consider rich and one place you would consider poor, and just notice your own, and this is really just like a workout for um, releasing judgment, because sometimes people will have subtle ideas, oh, the rich are greedy and should be resented, oh, the poor are needy and should be pitied, and neither perception is really seeing each other in wholeness, right? And really, neither perception really will galvanize for us the greatest contribution we can make to our brother or sister. So go to the place where you, you know, the place, and you know, choose the most luxurious mall in town and um, sit by the fountain and take a look and practice seeing with the eyes of love, seeing how God sees, which is, you know, you may... And, and really look for a way, if you're a person who has to let go of resentment and see acceptance, then do that. If you have to let go of envy or ambition in place of, you know, and, and find a sense of peace, do that. Do whatever work you need to do <laughs> that place. And then go to, you know, the bus station or someplace where you, you may uh, encounter those that you would perceive as being poor. Or go and, um, you know, I do often will go and uh, work the soup line at a beautiful place here in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, I will tell you there's something really beautiful about um, really seeing my brothers and sisters as whole, as individualized, as capable, as masterful, regardless of certain conditions. So I just, I find sometimes it's like we need to kind of put our, what we see, what we think, and what we feel to a little bit of a workout so that we start to build this capacity to feel spiritual no matter what the circumstances. Absolutely. That is a wonderful, wonderful homework assignment. I accept. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, because also, <laughs> you know, yeah, think about it. And, you know, and, and Jennifer, you and I are like many, you know, in our personal lives, we're like many spiritual seekers, which is we're always working on that edge of, complete surrender of every bit of the how and the form, and then also the level of like, you know, let me be masterful and excellent and a great steward of the body and the things and the stuff that I've been given to work with to communicate and express the divine. Yes. You know, and, so it's, and, and think about it too, you know, people who are, I mean, if you really want to bring the brilliance of the infinite Holy Spirit of God into life, 
you're probably better off not being like constantly worried about your money. <laughs> I mean, I, and I'm not saying you need a certain amount or it needs to look a certain way or it has a certain kind of Western culture view, but really, um, you know, like there's probably a level of excellence that each person is called to that includes what I call that spiritual money mastery. Well, and I'd like to point out too. This this is beautiful. I love I love our conversation. And we, uh, for those of you who don't know, Karen Russo was one of our guest teachers, one of our experts in the Living a Course in Miracles teleclass series that you can subscribe to for free at livingacourseofmiracles.com and uh, we did a whole week focus on finding God's good in your finances. We did two classes. Karen and I did one together that was really deep. I got so much positive feedback on it. And then the homework class that I did that week was really deep, deep healing in the financial, the beliefs the meanings that we have made around finances and doing some real deep clearing around that. And that is what that living a course of miracles.com class offers every week is a beautiful teaching based on a course of miracles and then the deep healing homework class. And for those of you who would like to access it, it after the fact, um, we do have uh, packages available where you can purchase the class and um, the least expensive one for all 16 classes is only $67, only $67. So it's like $4 and something a class. So if you're truly interested in studying this material from a practical application, you can do that. And the classes that we did on money and finances were extraordinary. I mean, seriously, Karen, I am still recalibrating from the work that we did together. It was really, it was very powerful for me personally. So, and I got emails from people all over the world. So I I just want to give people more resources. And this is the thing that I love about what you offer is you offer the practical application of these teachings, like you said, for people right where they are. And, you know, that's, um, and I know we'll, we'll, when we come back from the break, we'll be sure to go over the three different money traps so that people can have, start to begin to use that technology. And I'll just say, really think about it. Um, practice and practical are such good, they're such good words about this. So, you know, it's when we take some of the, um, the fantasy out of financial exactly. mastery, um, we really can bring our spiritual mastery to bear. So true, and that's what we're going to do we're in just a few minutes. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Living a Course of Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for being with us. We'll be right back. If you've ever wondered how a specific Bible verse might be interpreted metaphysically, then Interpret This is for you. In Interpret This, Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley answers your questions about the Bible and how to apply its verses to your life with passion, depth, and spiritual insight. To submit a question or to enjoy any of his numerous metaphysical interpretations, visit unity.org and click on the Interpret This box. Warning. After listening to the Oneness Program, Fridays at 11 a.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, people have reported feeling a profound stillness in body and mind that continues well into the weekend. Others have found that their internal quiet is matched by a flow and ease in relationships and daily activities. Join Reverend Dr. Patricia Keel for the Oneness Program and experience the oneness blessing Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You've 
been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living A Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. We do have a wonderful group who participate in the Living a Course in Miracles pledge at Facebook every day. So I, I invite you to share your intentions there. We ask for them every day and we share Course in Miracles quotes. And when there's some good free A Course in Miracles stuff, I, I post it there. And I'm also going to tell you again that Money the the moneykeys.com is where you can go and get your free stuff from Reverend Karen Russo, author of The Money Keys. And so all right, so help us have a healing here, Karen. <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to do a, a a little overview of the three money traps and how to escape and as Reverend Jennifer said, you can get your book, chapter, and audio at themoneykeys.com, so T-H-E-M-O-N-E-Y-K-E-Y-S.com. The three money traps. You see, most people, if they do not develop the three areas that I'm about to tell you about, will most likely just replicate the financial experiences of their past. And you all know that, you know, without... uh, intention and attention, you will likely just continue to have the same results. So when you start to understand that your money challenges are not really about getting more money, but instead are states of being challenges, something really powerful happens. So the three money traps, yeah, you know, you're just like, oh, you get some freedom. The three money traps are scarcity, which is a spiritual issue. It's about lack and fear with money. Superstition, which is mental, emotional, conversational patterns of thinking. It's a belief issue about yourself, money, and the world. And finally, survival mode, which is about your habits with money, your consistent, repeatable behaviors. And when you're in superstition, it feels like it's uh, all about getting more but ultimately, money worries. With this, I'm sorry, that's scarcity. Whoops. Scarcity um, is the thing about lack. Money worries are more of a faith issue than a financial one. So the call yes. in yeah, the call in scarcity is for the spiritual experience of unity. That's the principle. And when you have that, you feel peace. And then in superstition, it's really the trap. There is resentment of others about money or, and this is such a classic Course in Miracles issue, or it's guilt and shame, unforgiveness of the self about money. And the call there is to use the laws of co-creation and to use them really masterfully. And what's great is in the Money Keys book in Chapter 5 when we talked about the tools there for getting out of superstition and getting into choice and freedom is, Jennifer, where your healing and forgiveness piece is. You know, we really emphasize Mm -hmm. forgiveness there. And when you have that, you have freedom. And then in survival mode, and this is where a lot of spiritual seekers, they might do the spiritual work or do some forgiveness, but then they don't develop the consistent behaviors about money, so they end up being overwhelmed with money mess and unreconciled stuff. And it seems like, gosh, all I need is more. But really it's a call for the principle of circulation, really having excellent giving and receiving, in, including giving your attention to educating yourself about money at the level you need to, to educate yourself. And when you have that, you're in the flow. So that's, you know, I just outlined like, and for some people just to go like, wow, my upset about the um, short sale that I've just gone through, like my upset there, like what is it really? Am I fearful or am I, am I ashamed or is this an issue of really I have, you know, mess and I've got to create some order? And just even having that technology of understanding where is this issue coming from can be very powerful. It can really, it can empower you to move into your healing. And so I encourage people to 
you know, that's a lot of what you were really working with people on is how do you heal by shifting those beliefs. And it really does take some, you know, time, energy, and attention to have a different experience. Well, to me, this is so powerful because we all have stuff around the money to heal. And the basic thing is, Wherever we have pain and suffering in our life, that is where we need to bring spirit in. We've disconnected from spirit and spiritual understanding, aligning with our divinity. That's why we're suffering. And it does not matter where we're experiencing it in the experience of form, body, or mentally, emotionally, relationship, finances, health, creativity. Wherever it is we're experiencing it, that is the place that the way I think of it is the higher self, the holy self is saying, do your work here. Mm. Don't, don't, don't medicate this part of your life. Don't ignore it. Don't deny it. Go into it for your spiritual healing. So just for instance, taking the first one, scarcity. And I just want to let people know, really, Karen goes into more depth in the audio, the free audio that she's offering you in the book chapter and stuff. So make sure you go and get that at themoneykeys.com. So just this idea of scarcity is related to our understanding and our willingness to recognize the unity of all life. Mm -hmm. Most people think that their sense of lack and scarcity is related to they are not smart about their money. They, how many, there isn't one in a hundred that would say, oh, this has to do with my relationship to the all in all. And my understanding of the unity of all life. So, for instance, one of the things that that totally flipped my mind about abundance and prosperity is I realized everything I have, everything I receive, it comes from God. Because God is the source and the supply of everything. And we see that in spiritual circles, but we don't believe it. Because we still think the paycheck comes from the job, and the love comes from my partner, and the recognition comes from my parents, or whatever. And But the truth of the matter is, everything is coming from God. God is the source and the supply, and... Everything that we give, everything that we share, we share with God. We share it with God because God is all that there is. So getting into that idea of we don't need to keep score anymore because if you only have one source and you only give back to one place, why would you ever keep score? There's no point. You just receive everything that is given to you and you share from your overflow and abundance because you're, you're given from an unlimited supply. You can give from that same supply, and then you're always perfectly in the flow. There is no need or point to, to ever say, I don't have, or that I am keeping score because they give me so much, I don't really want to give back to them. No, there's none of that. There's none of that. We don't have that in our life. It is not being experienced by us. Sorry, my, my phone's ringing. Don't no worry. And you know, Jennifer, what you're really speaking of is the most elevated relationship with understanding spiritual source as mm-hmm. the ultimate provider. Right. Material channels as just being the way things flow. And right. really, that, that whole confusion with the secret was like a little bit of confusion of having people concentrate on getting the channels as opposed to know, co-creating our lives in our relationship with the source. So the thing for us to know and to understand at this point in time is it's really about shifting our mind and recognizing what is it that we value. Are we placing our relationship with the infinite flow? Are we willing to recognize that we have, that we have already been given? And this is the thing that the Course in Miracles teaches us. We must recognize that we have because we've already been given. It's already, the light is within. Seek first the kingdom which is within and then all else will be added unto you. And the all else that's going to be added unto us is the full realization that 
the spiritual qualities of life have always been available for us to express if we're willing. So there is abundance, there is prosperity, there is harmony, there is wholeness, there is freedom, there is joy, there is clarity, there is purity, there is constancy, there is harmony. And each one of these spiritual qualities are completely and totally unlimited, unconditional. And it's our responsibility to recognize that that is the truth. That is the truth. So if if we want to believe that some particular person or some place is the source and supply, we will feel lack and we will feel limitation. Because we're not willing to realize our unity with all. Now, I also want to share, we had Ken Wapnick, who is like the, the, the godfather of all the Course in Miracles teachers. You know, he's the, the resident, uh, our, our wonderful expert. And I said, Ken, how do you help people understand the oneness of all life? He said, who can understand the oneness of all life? You can't understand it. It's too big. You can't understand it. So you just have to work with it, you know, basically is what he said. And I encourage people to get the podcast of that show and listen to it. It was a really beautiful show. He's such a great teacher. So that's it. We just we cultivate the willingness, and then it will be revealed. By placing the attention on the light within us, we will release the darkness. So... It is time for us to to go move into prayer here. Do you have anything final you want to share with us, Karen? Well, I just want to just thank you so much for being just such the beautiful light that you are, the great teacher that you are, and the great example. I mean, you really, you teach by demonstration, sweet Jennifer. Thank you for that. Thank you um, for having me, and yeah, blessings to everybody. Well, thank you, and, and back at you. And that's that's the thing, so many spiritual seekers are... Um, secretly judging themselves. Look, we all fall down every day. And it's not about the falling down. It's about the quality of the getting up. And who whose hand are we holding when we're getting up? So I invite everyone, again, if you'd like to get the, those two weeks of classes, those two classes with me and Karen on finances, livingacourseofmiracles.com is the place to go and get it. So let's place our hand on our heart here. I'll say a closing prayer, blessing our finances, blessing our life and our family. We're taking this breath of gratitude right now. We're so grateful and so thankful that we can let go of the scarcity thinking. We can let go of the superstitions and the survival mode. We can let it all go. And as we do, we take everyone with us because we are one with them. There is one source and one supply, and we are invoking the higher Holy Spirit self right now to help us have a full realization of that, knowing that we are not separate from the Holy Spirit. We are one, that divine guidance comes from our own holiness, and we are welcoming it right now. We are saying yes to it right now and sharing the benefits with all of our loved ones, all of our beloved, all over the planet. We give thanks to accept this truth as our life. We give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit and we simply let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Karen Russo. Thank you, everyone. Have a great week.